Oh, that just tickled. Oh, sorry. It got you good, huh? It's so stupid. Again, check again, check, yes. check, check. <clears throat> ahem, ahem. Hello. Okay. Okay. Ah. Is this in the right spot? I don't know. Is what in the right spot? The, the, the thingy, the microphone. Am I too far? Too there? Better? It's better if it's closer. Uh, ah, yeah, there yeah. we go. Yeah, okay. but I don't want you to run into it. So, well, if you need to split ah, the difference, I'll ah. I'll adjust the levels. Ah. You know. Technologically. <laughs> No, uh, I'm adjusting my chemical levels right now. Oh, boy. I'm jittery oh. from super-powered coffee. I, I don't had, know why. Ugh. I had four glasses of super-powered coffee. Why did you put Pastello in the... No. It's always a good move. No, I don't I don't like like two hours into my morning going, uh, I'm shaking, I'm shaking, and I have a heartbeat. Uh, oh, I love it, I love it. First thing when you get up at one o'clock in the afternoon... Supercharge the coffee with two shots of Bustello. Put it immediately on ice. And then try to read a book for the next couple hours, but you can't because you're shaking. Yeah. I'm shaking right now, too. But well, you normally shake, don't you? I, no, I've gotten better about shaking. Oh, I... Mm, I think mm, you always kind of shake. I thought I'm a nervous person. <laughs> I think that's... I used to blame it on caffeine. Ooh. Okay. But yeah, so we're readjusting the levels. We're doing this podcast a little bit early. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, because we have things to do tonight. That makes it sound like we're robbing a bank. Well, maybe we are. I don't know. No, oh, well. you don't need to let the listener know what what our things are. <laughs> okay, keep them guessing. Okay. You never know what we're up to. I was telling you last night that I've been feeling a pretty Joker lately. So, oh, apparently everyone who saw it in Venice loved it. Now I know. I read a review uh, in the Guardian earlier today, and it got five out of five stars. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know it was premiering at a film festival. Oh yeah, which seems pe- weird. People want to give Joaquin Phoenix a goddamn Oscar. Yeah, I guess so. I don't know why. I mean, I don't know. He was in that one movie where he like uh, did method acting. Like in interviews where he was an asshole. Oh right, yeah, period? where he where he was like doing that year long performance. I yeah. never saw that. I forget what that was called. No, I think everyone just he built so much ill will towards him that no one wanted to see the movie. Well, that was a weird thing, right? Because it was very obvious that that was a bit the whole time. Like I don't think anybody bought it. You know, it wasn't like a Sasha Baron Cohen thing where it was like unsuspecting. Like the whole world knew he was just doing a shtick. I don't. I mean, I don't know. I haven't heard anything. He might be one of those asshole actors who are like, oh, now it's even worse. Fuck you. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It, what what was that called? It was like, now you see me or something like that, or you can't see me. All I remember about that period in time was that he went on David Letterman and did like a rap performance. And Letterman was like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. But I guess mm. he's good as the Joker. I don't know. Who cares, man? I it, don't the, know. Talking about the Joker is funny to me in an irony level, but like the cultural fascination with the Joker, like 
come on. Well, people are like, this is the world that we live in now. I'm like, I know, it's twisted. Okay. <laughs> Okie dokie. Mm. Well, it's like the same people that read, like, or uh, the same people that, like, are all over Joaquin Phoenix playing the Joker and are, like, running around to give him Oscars are, like, afraid of manifestos that actually talk about the Joker and being twisted. Okay, referencing some i was just reading one okay while you were on the phone this is what happens when will delays the podcast by being on the phone with his family i start <laughs> getting nice into things it. yeah i start getting into my research <sighs> oh okay the four cups of supercharged coffee makes sense twice while whilst on the phone hi can we do the podcast i'm on the phone oh okay start cooking in all fairness to me it's hard to tell if somebody's on the phone if they have their headphones on i only take phone calls on the headphones now yeah it is better because i'm deaf and this phone is too big so i end up holding it like in the middle of my ear and i'm like why can't i hear anything yeah yeah i'm like oh because giant oh okay well and also in fairness to you i don't know my general acute autism and like slight self-absorption just i don't really care what you're doing <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna interrupt yeah, you like a toddler like a, <laughs> like a sugared up toddler can we do it now i'm still on the phone i'm doing other things but i'm still on the phone well i was bored i was isolated all day reading my reading my research and i wanted to talk and you kept denying me so i had to keep bothering you until yeah. you finally succumb yeah well, and then when i'm like i'm ready you're like oh okay whenever i'm like okay yeah okay. then i was busy then i had to do my own thing <laughs> And I didn't have time for the podcast anymore, so we delayed it a further a further twenty minutes <laughs> until you, now. If you want someone who will ignore you while they do their things, but when you're busy, a yeah, that's true. Actually, dial nine one seven. Want to hang out with me like once a week? That's a that's about the level that I can tolerate. And then you can text me the rest of the time, and I'll mostly ignore you. That's actually not bad, except I, until late at night when it's convenient for me. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Are you me? That's very much my Yeah. I, I mean, I think that's I think that's the millennial MO in general at this point is like we're too oversaturated with being communicated with that everybody just turns off their red receipts and like acknowledges messages at their discretion. Who ever turned on read receipts ever? I think I have them on cuz I don't know how to turn them off. No, you don't. Oh, I don't. Okay, no. good. Then I figured it out a long time ago and never looked back, but I yeah, I don't know. No. I know a few people that still have them on. It's really upsetting to know that your message was read and then just it no, willfully. Well, yeah, some people do it on purpose to be like, did you read it? Okay. Well, I feel like I wish the culture was such that just an acknowledgement that you read it was enough. But everybody needs the like K or thumbs up or some kind of acknowledgement mm. to end a conversation. But most of the time you don't really need to respond. I usually just say copy. Yeah, that's good too. I like I like the military slash security guard lingo I'm like just tell it me it works really efficiently it's like i acknowledge it i accept it i'm not doing anything with it except to tell you that yes it's done and i don't want apple to be like read at whatever time because it's like maybe i don't want you to know that i read it yeah that's the thing i kind of want you to know that i read it but not when i want plausible deniability of you know right. reading it so i block like senders cannot also attach read receipts to me because i'm like ha, ha, ha. no 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 Oh boy! Uh, so this has been Tech Corner. Yeah, well, we're really sh we're really struggling uh, <laughs> here already. It's been a little while since it's just been the boys. I We've know. been uh, guest heavy lately, which on one hand makes things easier. Mm -hmm. But we were talking last night that on the other hand, it's a little it's a little exhausting. Well, sometimes you got to be like you're not ready to be a clown, and then you got to go full clown, right? And then you turn into Bozo the Blackout Rubber Band Clown, and then. <laughs> 
you wake up to a frat house the next morning at around mm, 10 30 and you go fuck my life yeah oh, so if anybody no. out there actually listened to that entire episode which we i apo- doubt given we it's apologize like, yeah <laughs> we do apologize it got a little rowdy um there was yelling so much yelling yeah you can you know uh it sounded like a really fun podcast which it was but the aftermath of the podcast was uh a disaster largely due to me oh i recall nothing as as usually happens be nice to your friends guys um otherwise some of your favorite recurring guests may never show up again (laughs) i was gonna say do you want to go say that to a mirror right now like we can go do that um well here we are green and lewis this is episode 10 that's kind of amazing Oh, we, we finally that, um, busted that out. Thing. The hooray! The oh, children. You hooray. like that sound a lot. I do like that sound. That's a really annoying sound. <laughs> I love it so much. Did I actually do that on one of the episodes? Yes, I did. can't remember. Oh, okay. Yes, well, yeah. then I have it, so I can do it. But yes. yeah, uh, happy episode ten, I guess. Out of the single digits. Yeah, we're and double on digits. To the, onto the double numbers now. I mean, when I turned ten as a small child, I was like, "Wow, double digits." I guess uh, my youth is over. Wow, really? You had a you had a crisis at age ten because <laughs> yeah. you entered the double digits. Mm-hmm. That's pretty incredible. I was a moody child. One could one one could imagine. Well, God, I mean, good for you. At least you went through it back then, and you're not going through it now, like me. Oh, I mean, the crisis of thirty is one of the worst things that ever happened to me. What? And now, with every passing year, it just gets worse and worse. Oh yeah, 30, I wish I had gone through it at ten. I mean, thirty was great. I was like, yes, I'm not fucking twenty anymore. Twenty sucks. Yeah, my 20s sucked too, and that's that's the thing. Then 30 hit, and it got worse. <laughs> yeah, because 31 is bad. Yeah. Um, no, 30 is the new 25, you know. Says who? Jezebel? People in the world, yes. Uh, think people in the, in the culture at large. Mm. Think of every, like, 27-year-old you know. What, you're saying that they're, like, at the prime of their life at 27? No. They're, or they're all they're fucked s- up, and they're dumb. they need a little maturity, yeah. Yeah, you don't have, like, any, like, distance, because you're like, I'm right, and you're like, no, you just don't have any experience to be wrong yet. Well, people stay in school so long, like you and I did, until you're like 26, and then we're not 26. I guess not. Yeah, we're we got we got out kind of early, but like a lot of people, yeah. If you do continuing education, a lot of people are in school until their mid 20s. That's not normal. No, you should only be in school till you're 18. No one should go to college. I think you should be 22 and then done. But you should get all the degrees. Right. Like if you just go to school for five years, you should just get a master's. Oh, that would be great if they did like an accelerated program where uh-huh. everybody goes to school for five years, but you just get two degrees at once. Yes. That would be great. They kind of do that with medical school, right? Like people yeah, that get of. like an MD, PhD. I don't know. At the same time. Sure. Yeah. I think you can do that. Yeah. All the doctors I know text me. I know none. Oh, I know one. Oh. And a couple of lawyers, but I don't know if they do a double degree. No, that's just grad school. Well, no, because you go to grad school for law and then you go to law school. No, you just go to law school. I don't think so. Yeah. Are you, you have sure? a master's in law. You just have a law degree. No, I thought you had to get it something. I don't think so. You take the LSAT and you get into law school. Which is basically instead of a GRE. A GRE? Isn't that when you don't graduate from high school? No. That's a, that's a GED. Yes. What's a GRE? A graduate recommend, uh, required exam. So for graduate courses of study that aren't art. You have to pass the GRE. Oh, I was going to say, we never had to do this. Yeah, no, So no. they just go, oh, you're, you're an no art one... fag. Like, it's not useful. <laughs> no one <laughs> Doesn't would... matter. We already know you're going to be locked in a in a room for two years. Who it the fuck would difference. pass it? No yeah. one... <laughs> yeah. If you go to art school, you're like, oh, there's a math section? Well, fuck me. I don't know. Yeah, I would have failed it for sure. They'd be like, wow, you can read good, but ooh, you math bad. Yeah, you can either take the GRE or they're like, write an essay about whatever you want. 
In that case, I probably still would have failed. Yeah, I would not. I could have written one about World War II or something. You think that. But they would have been like, yeah, yeah, no, that's true. I I still don't think I could. I've never been any good at writing at length. Um, (coughs) It's hard to write anything that has, like, references. Well, yeah, because then you have to read other things and, like, remember and write things down. I just don't like citing. I just want people to, like, know and just be like, insert winky face. Like, if you know, you know, and then we don't have to sort cite the sources all of your footnotes are just emoticons that of uh, varying degrees like, like you get it right you like get the yeah. winky face there's like a crying laughing one eggplant emoji eggplant emoji <laughs> yeah um, ibid eggplant emoji <laughs> <laughs> wow i thought it was ibid i don't know i i I've, I've never heard anyone say it before i just encounter it in texts that was always my favorite thing because i was like i need to basically just block quote but I just need to get the Ibid, 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 right. Ibid. This has been, uh, what's it called? The Chicago Manual of Style. Yeah, or uh-huh. whatever. Um, this has been MLA Corner. <laughs> yeah. Um, MLA Corner. Yeah, when I would write, I would just write papers and then I would just put in citations after the fact. Like I would write the whole thing like by voice and then I'd go yeah. back in and be like, oh, it feels like there should be a reference to something here. And then I would look it up and insert it. Oh. But it was always like post facto. I would never do it during the paper writing process oh, i would do it like blo- uh, you know for researchy things i would do it like okay what are the things i want to use get them in order and then just start filling in and trying to hit all the green lights on them yeah um and then i'd inevitably be like well that doesn't fit anymore fuck it bye oh <sighs> wow yeah well if this isn't enough explanation as to yeah. why we're so stupid and we why this podcast dumb. sucks this is <laughs> we why we basically dumb. just cheated our way through the easiest form of school no, we went through like emotional manipulation karate. <laughs> yeah. Or or Krav Maga. Krav Maga. <laughs> emotional manipulation Krav Maga. Krav Maga is, is that Israeli thing where they like scratch people's eyes out, right? I don't know. Yeah, or, I think, or is it Muay Thai? Uh, Muay Muay Thai is a form of boxing. I, I believe Krav Maga is the IDF's like signature karate. I don't know about it's that. It's Jewish karate. You just steal people's pocket change. <laughs> okay. Edit that out. No, that is the dumbest joke I've ever goddamn heard. Oh, Christ. I don't think we have any Jewish listeners anyway. I'm not I'm not really worried about offending them. Oh, well, Plus, I'm allowed. My mother's maiden name was Goldenstein, so. That is a wild. I have true. a little bit of the coin in me, if you know what I mean. Anyway, we are going to edit all this out. Uh, yeah, I see what I did there? I, no, I, threw, I did. I threw a brick road in the middle of that. Yeah. You threw a brick road in the middle of it. I think you mean you know, a wall. Like, like the oh, okay, that's mean. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh no! Oh, I'm very. I love dumb. that Pink Floyd album. Another <laughs> brick in the road. <laughs> oh, I'm so stupid. Oh shit. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, that just. <laughs> oh, sorry. It got you good, huh? Oh, it's so stupid. Oh. <laughs> Jesus Christ, what is going on over here? I've never seen Will laugh so hard at anything before. It's so, dumb. <laughs> it's so stupid. It's so Another dumb. brick in the road. Uh, Shit. <laughs> yeah, this is weird all around. It's the middle of the day. Yeah, I don't know. You're laughing so hard. <laughs> I'm so, I haven't cried. Oh, that, oh, that was a good... I needed that. Uh, oh, man. I did, I did that to myself. Oh, boy. Um. Okay. <laughs> 
I think that's going to be a good cold <laughs> open. Just three solid minutes of you laughing. <laughs> Losing my shit. Oh, boy. Did you smoke weed while I was reading? To- what the fuck is going on? I'm really confused. I don't know. Um, I, yeah, again, this is the summer of Baron de Montgliard making me his bitch. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think, like, just... Cucked by the Baron. No. I bent over for the Baron. I don't know. Um... Yeah. Okay. Should we reset? Ooh. I think I feel like I need Ooh. to make a couple cuts there and Ooh. figure out what the fuck is going on. Oh, sorry, I truly have not cried. I don't cry ever. <laughs> so like, what? I don't know. I think this is the way that my body is wired. It's like you'll never cry when you're sad, but ooh, something tickles you. We have to release the tears somehow. Make mm. sure they still work. Mm-hmm. It's like you know. Yeah, your body was running an emergency test on the system. <laughs> we had to test out the sprinklers to make yeah. sure that they still work. Uh huh. It's like, well, those never get used, so let's just give it a go, shall we? Mm-hmm. Yep, they still work. So okay, maybe there's an emotion somewhere. No, no, that just uh, no. Definitely didn't happen. <clears throat> ah. Was I talking to... Who was I talking to where it's like... Oh, no. I was Okay, this is bad. I was actually listening to a podcast, so I wasn't talking to anyone. I was listening to people... Sorry. <laughs> Compose yourself. We're in the middle of a podcast here. Like, where someone was like, oh, I cry like three times a week. I'm like, that is excessive. Was it a lady? Yes. Yeah, I think women probably cry... What? A lot more than men. Why? I mean, that's... Duh. Of course they do. Why? But three times a week, I don't actually even think that's that unusual. That's a lot. Uh, It's a lot for a man. Yeah. I don't cry like even three times a year. Um, Really? No. I guess, yeah, movies don't make you cry. You're too cynical for that. No. Um, You're at enough of a distance from your own inside emotional life that Who? there's no yeah. opportunity for that to make you cry. Nope. So I guess what would make you cry? Not counting laughter, because I feel like crying from laughing doesn't even count. No, that's just pure physical. Like, Yeah, that's just, you're just losing control. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I cry more than that, but it's it's much more rarely than three times a week. Because I'm affected by media. Yeah, probably oh. once a month or twice a month. Yeah, I'm affected by media in a way that you're not. Like, the other mm-hmm. night I rewatched that David Foster Wallace movie, the one about uh, with Jason Siegel and the uh, the other guy. About like the journalist that follows him around oh, on yeah, his, yeah. the end of the tour. Oh, okay. And like yeah, yeah. that movie really got me at the end this time. I've seen it two other times and didn't mm. cry at it either time. Actually, that's not true. I cried at it the first time. What was that one movie that you cried that was kind of schlocky? I've cried at a lot of kind of schlocky things. I don't know. It was almost like a Disney kind of-ish thing. Recent Disney movie that or I cried not at. Not even Disney, but... Like, was it in the theaters that you're talking about? no. You said you watched it, it was like a, a Netflix recent drop, and you were like, yep, watched it, cried. Not A Star is Born. Something oh, yeah, like. it was A Star is Born. Yeah, yeah, A Star is Born made me cry. Yeah, definitely. Did we already talk about that? Or I don't think we really did. No, that might have been on a lost episode. Oh, okay. I mean, yeah. we can talk A Star is Born if you want. No, I'm good. <laughs> That's not how you watch the podcast <laughs> for, the, for the millionth time. <laughs> I mean, do you have more? I really, you know what? I got really excited because I thought you were going to bring a topic of conversation for once, and then you did, and then you dropped it. <laughs> all in the span of 10 seconds. Uh, you know, no, we don't have to talk about it, but cry, but all I was saying was that I cry at, at media properties because they, they get at my inside internal life. I don't cry um, at my own life events very often. Mm-hmm. That's extremely rare. Mm-hmm. I push that shit down, yes. as you do. But then, then the movies and songs and stuff will bring it out of me. Like, my reaction to the David Foster Wallace movie had nothing to do with, like, what was going on in the movie. Oh. It was just, like, stirring up emotions about myself uh, that I didn't 
okay. prefer to engage with. What? what you know, you like, like oh, yeah, because it, like, there's tr- it, like I'm not crying at the characters in the film. It, oh. It's just that like what they're saying is is, is relatable to me, and oh. then I cry at my own life, like God. as I'm watching it, reflecting. Oh, you're you're getting like trigger worded into like bringing up the things that the trap door like yes. bursts open. And you're like, oh, yeah. feelings. Yes, exactly. Does it work? more in big screen thingies than little screen i feel no like, no actually i think it's exactly think the it's opposite the reverse, right like, big big screen experiences don't do that to me because you're sharing it with the rest of the people yeah. in the theater at the time and i feel like propriety and shame about crying publicly in particular mm-hmm. i mean i have cried at like movies in the theater before but it's very rare i feel at more of a distance when i'm in the theater but when i'm alone and i'm watching on the small screen it's so intimate that I oh. really start to become mm-hmm. affected. Like a star is born. I don't think I would have cried at or even thought was a good movie. If I had seen it in the theaters, I would oh. have been ironically detached the entire time, yeah. but it just like hit me on the right night where I was feeling raw enough that now I stand for that movie, you know? Okay. That makes, I but mean, I think if sense, I had yeah. watched it with you, for example, oh, no. like that, that ne- never would have happened. Like when we watched <laughs> when we watched the Van Gogh movie, the Julian Schnabel Van Gogh movie. Yeah, that's the type of movie that had we not watched that together, I for sure would have cried at that movie. Why? And taken it very seriously. It was so bad, even though it's a steaming pile of pretentious dog shit. That was... beautifully shot dog shit, but mm. nonetheless, that was a hot mess of a movie. Um, I feel like I don't I've, like. I, there's only TV makes gets me, but that's just time investment. Oh, you think it, in the make em up universes where you're just like, I've, I'm in it for so long. So like ending episodes, I just like lose it. Oh, wow. So the sunk cost of devoting that much of your life yeah. to something eventually accumulates into worthy tears. Yes. Uh, like you, you're talking about like Parks and Rec, right? Like Parks, uh, certain like the last episode of the fir- the wheel. Oh right, yeah. You were just great like, Whoa. the Mad Men episode. Oh, by the yeah, way. that mean, one still gets me. That you know, oh. there are certain there are certain pieces of art that like just work on that level every time. Oh yeah. And if you watch that episode, I think it's called the Carousel, actually, not the Wheel. Um, uh, but if you watch that episode just on its own, it still works. No, Carousel was what he named it. It was the Wheel because that's what they wanted to call it. Oh, I They're like, it's like the wheel. It's the first invention. He's like, it's not a wheel. It's a time machine. Right. Carousel. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. But I thought the title of the episode was the carousel. It's not. It's the wheel. Okay. Yep. Anyway, neither here nor there. No. If you watch watch an episode like that, even in isolation, it still works. I don't know. I think it's a tired and just feeling like, ugh. And then it just can pummel the shit out of you. And then you're like, why am I crying? Right. Oh, no. Well, I think a lot of the time that the crying for media has to do with nostalgia anyway, which is oh. why like last episodes of a TV show are really effective. Yeah. Um, in the case of that Mad Men episode, it's so much about that. Like, yeah, Harry's life is breaking down. Don's life is breaking down. And like literally the slideshow at the end is just this retrospective of like oh, yeah. what they had. I'm like getting chills because I just thought anymore. of what the images were. And right. How, yeah. Oh. Yeah, and I mean, I think Ooh. I think that's kind of that kind of dovetails with what I was saying before, as far as like movie properties yeah. doing that to me. It, it it has a lot to do with like just with projecting your own feelings mm. onto like what's being elicited from you. Like I watched Return of the Jedi the other day. I downloaded this um, with Ewoks. Yes, I downloaded a scan of a thirty-five millimeter print oh. in high definition, which was great because it's the first time in many many years I've seen it like completely unaltered. Hmm. 
um, which which was the purpose of it. And I didn't cry at Return of the Jedi, but it did elicit the same uncomfortable feelings because that was my favorite one as a kid, mm-hmm. and I hadn't seen it in a while, and like it made me feel weird. Like I just started to oh. think of my friend's home that I first saw it in. Like you got the warm and fuzzies. Yeah, the feeling of like the VHS box. Like, do you remember the VHS copies of Star Wars? Like, I feel like everybody had that trilogy. That one. Yes, that exact one right yeah. there. I, well, I had the one with the metal, like it was a golden... Gold or the silver one was the widescreen one. Yeah, those were the special edition ones, but I'm even talking about that one. That's yeah, like those, the, yeah, yeah. The original like black box. I started to like, all of those things started to creep up and it started to make me feel weird. And it had nothing to do with like Luke and Darth Vader or it's whatever. It's not weird. Those are just feelings. Yeah. Those are emotions. I don't, I don't like that <laughs> I, at all. <laughs> those are just feelings. They're good. They... You know, they remind you that you're a, a being in the world. Yeah. Well, I don't know. What happens to me is, like, I go through my life mostly not feeling any feelings, and then when I feel them, uh, big blow-ups like the other night happen because they just burst out <laughs> volcanically. Like, the emotional lava just starts spewing everywhere, and I can't contain it. Oh, boy. Yeah. Good thing no one recalls. Mm, well. <laughs> this episode brought to you by Mind Racers. Hi. Have you ever mixed rosé, white claw, and a few IPAs in a blender? I have, and I remember nothing. Mind eraser. Not recommended for children under 12. (laughs) Or adults over the age of 27. (laughs) Like, yeah, you can do that when you're young. Old? No. You Um, know, and that's actually interesting. It is true that, like, as I've gotten older... Oh, geez. This is really embarrassing. This is just turning into a therapy one. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. As I've gotten older, this condition has gotten worse. Oh, yeah. Because, you, you know, I don't have the, like, zeal of my youth anymore. My idealism has, like, completely disappeared. And I do just mm. feel worn down. So, like, the raw feelings um, are a little bit hotter now than they used to be. Oh, like you can't push them? Well, no. Like, when they come out, it's just more violent. Oh, ooh, that sounds bad. Yeah, I mean, it's not like... That's a, exactly. It's a good thing I don't have a girlfriend to beat. Is that what you're getting oh, at? Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm, uh, no. I mean, this episode brought to you by Talkspace. Talkspace. Yeah. Um, I'm just kidding. Um, no, I mean... Maybe that is what I need, some sort of neoliberal app where I text with a therapist yeah. because I can't afford a real doctor. Yeah, that sounds yeah, right. Yeah, maybe that'll help me. Yeah, that sounds right. And they'll have their red receipts on and not reply to my desperate <laughs> pleas. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. I, I like, wanted to look into it. I was like, hmm, maybe, maybe I would be better suited by speaking to someone. I was like, no, no. Just bury it deeper. No, no. Yeah, everyone would be <laughs> everyone would be better suited by speaking to a therapist, I think. But uh, as I told you last night, the iconic line from The Departed, the Irish mind is impervious to psychoanalysis. Well, I wouldn't go to an analyst. Well, you just shouldn't waste your money on therapy is all I was trying that, to say. Yeah, well. It's not going to work. There's no hope for you. Wow. Mm-hmm. Why? There's too much potato and boiled cabbage Yeah, in the my potato brain? between your ears and your brain just clogs everything up. I mean... Your cognition is just full of starch. It's all sticky. That might actually be true, though, based <laughs> on the amount of carbohydrates it consumes. So yeah, that's yeah. not even a joke. Um, no, I was thinking... That's why you turn into a cartoon, like, elastic-style drunk person when you black out, is because all the starch make, makes you elastic. You're yeah. like Gumby or Mr. Fantastic. Suddenly, you're like, 
able to bend around doors while simultaneously hitting your head on them. That sounds right. Yeah. Yep. Um, Sorry, I was going to try to be nice to you on this one because I feel like we were, I, you know, when I listened to the last episode in the edit, uh, we were really mean to you. I was me- really mean to you. Mm-hmm. But so was everybody else, too, the whole time. And that combined with the <sighs> listener feedback from my mom. I felt like you just had a really rough go of it for like go. for the last episode. So I was going to try to be nice to but you. But I come out swinging. I got a low center of gravity. I can <laughs> defend myself against but I can't help it. three I just... painter people. Like, uh, what, <laughs> what am I going to do? Uh. Well, no, you know what it was? Whatever. I, whatever. We'll save it for later. I'll tell you later. It's fine. No, I was. I wanted to circle back to the like, the time spent character thing. Like, this is. I had this realization while I was saying it, and then I just was like, "Ooh, I have to sit with it." Like, as an only child, when you're in the land of the make believes so much, you get attached. So if it ends, you get real sad. Yeah. So I think that's why it still works on me now. Uh, what's an example from your childhood of this? Like, what do you mean? Mm-hmm. Did you have like a media property that you were? No, not a specific thing. It just happened all the time because it was like, oh, I would get invested, and then you start imagining like different things. Sure, sure. I don't remember a thing, but I just remember it. That was a pattern. Right. So if something stopped, I'd be like, oh, sad. Like if you had a favorite toy that you played with all the time, and it was like associated with the media property, and that was over, I'd be like, oh. Yeah, or even if it wasn't associated with a media property. I mean, I feel like I had this where I would have things that I just obsessed about and then I would lose it or something. Or it oh. would get damaged and I would feel like... I would lose my shit. Yeah. Yes. No. Fully lose my mind. But what does that have to do with the time investment in a TV show? You're just saying that that's sort of an analogous experience as an adult. Now it, just as happens, an adult. Like, it doesn't happen because I don't watch as much. But then when right. I do do that, I'm like, oh, sad. I'm like, ah! I just like jump back to being, you know eight years old and like something ending and you're like oh have you ever cried at a book um or even if yes even if not cried like been stirred by a book yeah i've had to do some eye wipies for what i don't remember which i don't remember what it was Mm. again it was a feeling so i buried it (laughs) (laughs) i but you mind you mind erased it Mm -hmm. that's gonna be our new show on netflix not mind hunter mind eraser mind eraser can Jonathan Groff still be in it? And it's about two guys that go and interview serial killers, but they just get blackout drunk with them and then don't remember any of the data. (laughs) (laughs) So what what are your findings? I don't know. Just get me coffee. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. He's like, great guy. Really nice. Really hurts to sit down today, though. Oh, who were you with? (laughs) One of the... Wow. John Wayne Gacy. Mm. Um, Yeah. Um, Yeah. For the dim-witted out there, that was a prison rape joke at <laughs> Will's own expense for some reason. <laughs> you know... Richard Speck really got in there while you yeah. weren't looking. Oh, that's the guy with the mustache, right? Yeah, do you, have you ever seen the video of him later in his prison years? He got titties. Excuse? And he just had them out while they were interviewing him. Yeah. Like he got man boobs? Richard, Richard Speck got actual boobs, yeah. I don't oh, know he got how, implants. I don't know how he did that in prison, but he did that. And there's an interview with him with no shirt on, smoking a cigarette, talking to a guy that looks a lot like Miles Davis. Just tits out? Yeah, just tits out, like talking about murdering nurses or whatever. I forget what Richard said. I mean, did. okay. I mean, do you think that would have happened with your favorite contemporary subject? Who's my favorite contemporary if subject? If he had lived? If he had not allegedly hung Oh, himself? do I think Jeffrey Epstein would have gone trans, is what you're asking. Yeah, me. if he lived long enough in jail. Uh, no, Jeffrey Epstein was always doomed to die. I think I said that on our episode about Mm -hmm. him. Like, I firmly believe that even if he stood trial and went to jail, someone was going to kill him or he was going to kill himself. Yeah, probably. Um, he wasn't going to last very long one way or another. Mm. 
the Clintons have a long reach, you know. The amount of meme properties that have been pumping like fits of his, I'm like, I need everyone to stop. The level of irony in the world is just like at critical mass, and I'm like, okay, it's just too much now. What people posting like Jeffrey Epstein irony, like memes? cop this fit. I don't even think I've seen that. You're gonna have to explain that to me in our audience. You know what a fit is? An outfit? Yes. Yes. So it'll be like, here's like him in some sweatpants, sweatshirt thing, and it'll just be like Zara track pants, like Harvard t-shirt, like all the, like, you know, like, yes, the, like okay. where to buy, like, and it's like, what? Why? See, Why is this a thing? That's funny. I I know Why, exactly uh, the images that you're referring to, because frankly, there's not that many pictures of Jeffrey Epstein. So there's like the iconic sweat sweatpants one. There's the Harvard t-shirt one. So I know what you're talking about, but I didn't know that people were making fake ads with them which is very well, not funny. ads but like fake like how to cop that cop that fit yeah yeah as the youth say mm-hmm. i'm like what the f-? like well how else are you gonna deal with this crazy world you know what i mean it's like jeffrey epstein got murked nothing's gonna happen and what can you do but laugh and put the subject to bed finally um <laughs> hopefully <laughs> please dear god um no i don't know i've actually been surprised that the report i mean it's it's it is slowly trickling away for obvious reasons. Just news cycles move on, but I've been surprised to the degree that it's been kept up with. I don't know, people. Like I got an Instagram ad from the Wall Street Journal that was an article about Jeffrey Epstein and how he got his fortune. What? Yeah, there was a Wall Street you Journal Wall advertisement. St- yeah, why are you getting about Wall Street Jeffrey G- Epstein? On I think it had more to do with Jeffrey Epstein probably and oh. my googling of him than it had anything to do with the Wall Street Journal. Huh. I get very weird Instagram ads because I, I don't know. I'm kind of all over the place with my Google Oh, searches. so you, the algorithm's like, I don't know, we'll throw it all in. It doesn't know what to do with me. And because I don't really know how to use Instagram properly, like you always have to reteach me how to use the like explore feature. S- the explore feature that, that confuses me. It doesn't know what to do with me. All, I... all of my follows are like Razor scooter accounts, uh, like weird like left and right wing meme accounts like it hasn't you know the algorithm mm. can't quantify what i want to be advertised that might be a good thing no it is a good thing because i I either get like weird ads like the epstein one where i'm like hmm or they're just like completely innocuous boring like ads for like sandals resort or whatever you could i get crazy i get mm, i want a sandals resort ad god damn it yeah i mean at least it's a nice picture of a landscape it's like i get like of the things you could scroll past it's pretty inoffensive I get like workout gear things. I'm like, you calling me fat algorithm? Yeah. <laughs> You're just agreeing. You're like, yeah, they yeah, are. It probably is. Yeah. Well, they're probably like, oh, when you go on the Explorer, you're looking at all those, uh, those dudes with abs. And I'm like, yeah. Well, yeah. I don't want to do the things to get the abs. In a weird way, no. the algorithm probably thinks that you're jacked. Do you know what I mean? It's like, oh, oh that this person looks at jacked people all the time. Uh, they're into clothing. So they must want sports clothes. So they must go to the gym, so they must want sports clothes. Like, that's the logic it's employing. It's wrong. Yeah, of course, I know. Dear the algorithm, try a little harder next time. Like, I feel well, like... Well, you can, like, you can essentially, like, vote on the ads, you know? When... I've done that, like, many times. Yeah, well, it's weird that it's so wrong, then. Yeah. Because you're giving it way more input than I ever get it. Maybe maybe that's the uh, problem, actually. You should stop giving them input. Because then oh. they get a little bit more scattershot. If you, like, tell them what to do, well, they were like, they're, they're narrowing yeah. down, like, your possible options into a narrow zone anyway. So if they're wrong, they're going to be wrong in, like, a well, they particular do... way rather than just be wrong at large. Yeah. I mean, I also, like, they were, like, 
when you, what you the survey ad things you're talking about when those pop up like yeah when i've done that they're like what do you, what is this one i'm like hate it and they're like why i'm like i've seen it so many fucking times and you're showing it to me again like do i need a wayfair home ad no right it's like watching hulu when there's seven geico ads in a row back to back to back yeah, to yeah. back and you're like I've the seen same this. one. Oh yeah yeah they do not change well, anyway, this is not a very good podcast. I feel like we need to change the subject. Yes, 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 we do. Okay. Um, what, what do we got? Oh, I have a little bit of follow-up from a couple episodes back because uh, we got so wild last time I couldn't fucking cover anything. Oh, you have your um, telephone yeah, device? Yeah. Well, you know, there's not much to say in this regard, but hey, guess what? Re the guy that I lent money to on Venmo oh, through wow. Instagram, he paid me back and promptly a what? day prior what? To when he said he would. Why? So I got my uh, I got my twenty eight dollars back or whatever the fuck it that was. That is the wildest shit. Yeah, I what? knew it. I could just tell that he wasn't um fucking with me. What the fuck? Did, yeah. Was there like a note or anything that was like, so sorry again? Here you go. Well, that was a couple weeks ago, but we recorded that episode, and I thought I'd get the money. We recorded that episode on a Saturday, the one with Ulrika, and I thought I yes. would get my money back on Monday. And mm-hmm. sure enough, Sunday night. He just uh, DMs me on Instagram, and he's like, hey, man, you should have the money in a second. And then I looked at my Venmo, and sure enough, it was there. What? And I just said, thanks and best wishes, and we haven't talked since. That's either the weirdest short grift, or it's an actual thing. No, I mean, like, I don't know if he was telling the truth regarding, like, overdrafting his bank account. Like, I am still, I'm still on the fence about whether or not that part was Hmm. a lie. But for whatever reason, he needed the $28, and he got it, but he paid me back. Like, I bet he was just trying to cop some drugs or something. I mean, it's nothing against the guy, but, like, honestly... Oh, and, like, didn't want to... I don't don't think he wanted... I don't think he would have gotten the money from anybody if he was up front about what it was actually for. Oh. Do you know what I mean? And and I I don't want to, like... It would be easy enough to find him, so I don't want to out this guy too much. But it's like, I, I think I talked about it the last time. I do know that he was, like, involved in a scene like that. Oh. A, a little after the time that I knew him. So I have no reason to believe. So you caused an overdose in Ohio? Uh, no, because he gave me the money back. So ostensibly, oh. he's still alive, at least as as of a week ago. As of a week ago, yeah. yeah. Mm. Maybe Oklahoma will sue you for contributing to the opioid Yeah, epidemic. maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I really don't want to shame him too much because I don't even know. He might listen to this. I'm not really sure. Oh. And Oops. and he's a nice Hi. and he's a nice enough guy. Yeah, I, I, I like him a lot, so I don't really care what it was for, but I do think he was probably lying about, like, the cause of it. Mm. Yeah. Um, but well. he paid me back, so whatever. I mean, like, you know, regarding the conversation we had with Ulrika, like, if you have a good feeling about something like that, why not? Well, your gut is usually right. Is the, the you know, like, you're not supposed to trust it. Is right. what our, you know, how we were trained as art people like your gut's always bad you should always question it it's like you know what in real life your gut's usually pretty fucking good yeah when it comes to like people and their material conditions i think that's a lot different than like aesthetic determinations or criteria i don't even think so i think honestly like if you over i've as of late i'm like no actually gut's pretty good even the studio i'm like yeah "Yeah." I don't know. Is that bad to do? Like, no, it's I don't think that's bad, bad to do at all. I, I think that's a sign of like artistic maturity on some level. I think the whole conversation around not trusting your gut is not really for artists; it's for students. Oh, well, because otherwise people would be like making wine cave paintings in their twenties and things. Which a lot of people end up doing anyway. Yes, yeah. like, oof. let me just. Eh, no, I haven't made any of those. Um, 
too. Um, you make literal wine paintings. I literally make... That's distinct yeah. from wine bar art, which involves a lot of purple drips. Yeah. You just tend to depict wine because it's your favorite thing in the world. <laughs> Glasses are, you know, interesting design objects. Uh, yeah. There's too many, like, filters that you put on yourself, too. Like, what, when you're doing that, like, exercise, we'll call it, of, like, don't trust your gut, don't trust your gut. You're like, okay, let's just put a filter in and then stack them in front of each other and then what do you have to say and you're like i don't know anymore i don't even know if i have anything that i want to make or do yeah right it's it's paralyzing to think in terms of what you're trying to say Ugh. you know art is not a sentence it's not language like no unless you're a certain type of pretentious asshole like making making art that is statement based is um bonkers oh i don't know i didn't have a point i was just kind of thinking like eh. Maybe maturity, maybe confidence, maybe just tiredness. You just stop caring about like, well, what would what would this someone from this perspective say, right? Or from this point of view, I'm like, I don't care. Yeah, no, that's I'm that's not, truly not making anything offensive. Well, and it's not only that; it's just that that's a paralyzing form of thinking in general, whether you're making art or not. Like yeah. trying to cover all your bases and worrying about different angles, like that's not interesting to anybody you're just getting into this like you know hall of mirrors of other people's opinions yeah and you're not forming your own identity so i think in the studio like if you're making something pretty directly and unselfconsciously and it still comes out like maybe better than the other stuff that's mm. always good yeah i mean i guess the point of that is to be like well you should you should have a point of view but it's like if you have one and you trust that you do then you don't need to like prove it totally. over and over again yeah like i've been seeing a lot of or i read this one statement that was this wild little narrative and or like a press release and it was this wild little narrative instead of like jargon i was like ooh, nice yeah that's actually pretty ooh. good and I, I was like oh i get it but i haven't i have no idea what it's gonna look like but i get like that someone has a a point of view yeah yeah i was like i like that um alan is really good at that when he writes about his own art or like when he um, curated his show, like he's really good at just giving you a general vibe of what his sensibility is like. Yeah. And it's really idiosyncratic and not um, not descriptive, but it's it communicates a sentiment and yeah. atmosphere. And I think that's like the best that an artist should ever try to do in terms of uh, language with their work. If you can over specify it, then yeah. you need not have made it. Well, I mean, people who do that tend who do overspecify and it's like a checklist of things that's easy to sell you can just be like it does this 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 well okay great i can just tell someone that and they'll buy it okay. well and that that's not what like that's not what galleries and bad artists do i mean you can do like a list-based descriptive uh really like literal framing of your work also like that can be done well i mean that's what like the rules behind all the solid wit wall drawings are like guess, yeah. there, there's forms of that that can be done really well but like yeah. the stuff that sells art is not that the stuff that sells art is just nonsense jargon that is there to make a collector feel smart oh to and to make an artist feel smart and mm. to make a gallerist feel smart and it actually says nothing at all to make it not cases. seem like it's horse trading yeah, it's it's basically yes, you're exactly right. It's just a veil. It's like ground cover for money laundering. Yeah, it's it's cover fire to make it seem like it's not just yeah, a luxury or pretty. Good. Oh, yeah. this is, this has to do with the the surreality and the, you know, 
wildness of the contemporary. And you're like, it's a fucking landscape. Right. Or like if something is decorative, it has to be like a critique of decorativeness. And it's coming out of not. pattern and decoration. Right. And you're like, which was just like, we fucking love patterns. Yeah. Ow. Um, I got nothing now. What, mm. what, what are we doing? Where are we going? Well, you're just going to leave it up to just me. Just that huh? dead air. Yeah. Um, sweet, sweet, sweet dead air. Well, no, you know, I... Uh, Let me see if I screenshotted anything. Oh, actually, I screenshot something today. This Amazon review of furniture that goes wild. It's not pod fodder, but it gives me joy. You can try if you think it'll translate, but if you're... This is a review for a couch. Ahem. First, the good. The couch is immensely comfortable with a wide and thick cushion that give three large strong men enough space to sit comfortably. The couch is made of velvet-like material that is pleasing to sit against, not rugged like many faux leather couches. Uh, however, as others have stated, this is not a couch for pet-friendly households. A large dog or wolf, this is where we start to go, what? Um, could very well break the fabric or even the foundation by repeatedly throwing itself onto the couch. I drag my, I myself had to give away both my dogs Aquila Dash and Dragonadon and my beloved cat Maedronalis, this is real, after they couldn't stop tampering with this fine piece of furniture. I thought it my throne, and they its inevitable ruin. A man cannot sit idly while others trespass on his throne. It keeps going. My wife, <laughs> indignant and stubborn as can be, left me in response to this. She took my daughter, Ebazina, wow. and my son, Zaun Kad from their beds and disappeared into the night. I have searched for days but cannot find them. I have sent two silver wolves after their trail, but the wolves have not returned. My lineage is broken, our family torn apart. But at night I sleep on this couch out in the forest, now that I have been evicted from our eighteen bedroom apartment. The couch does not hold up well in the forest. Please consider that you are facing impending eviction from your property or fond of couch camping. That's a fun phrase. Uh, despite the wrinkles in the velvet lining from the rain and the hawk droppings, and despite the flimsiness of the legs since my last encounter with Osmoloth, Lord of Ursine, and despite the fading of that beautiful royal blue amidst the innards of a thousand maggots, one thing remains. This couch is comfortable. <laughs> I loved this. So This gave me joy today. Oh, yeah. For fans of D&D. I don't. I was like, the couch what the review fuck? for you. I was like, huh? Uh, it's like this is a long review for a fucking cow. Oh, it takes turns. Um, so they yeah. do a pretty good job of leading you down the primrose path. Like it does feel real for long enough. Yeah, I was until like, it finally goes off the rails. I like that. Someone has, you know, a degree from the Iowa Writers Workshop or something that they are fully not using, <laughs> except on Amazon. Yeah, bored millennials. Yep. Hi, I'm overeducated and want to fuck with people. I didn't even buy this couch. Okay, that was two minutes well, of what, time. What has brought you joy? Uh, nothing. Nothing ever brings me joy. I am black-pilled. Um, That's but true. I was going to say before mm -hmm. that uh, we are getting some like mysterious followers on Instagram lately on the Green and Lewis account. Are they bots? Um, a lot of them are bots. Some of them are not bots. Oh, and there was the Christian Painter. Yes, I saw that. I giggled. Um, but we got... I'm, I want to be really careful here Hold not on. to out anybody, but we got a follow from what I would consider to be a competitor of ours. Excuse? Um, there is a universe of Art World podcasts with few listeners that is out there. Um, Who the fuck? I, I'm not going to say it here because I'm about to be mean to them and I oh, don't okay. 
you know, who knows? They probably listen to the show at this point. Uh, but I listen, I listened to this podcast and it's a podcast hosted by a couple people in LA and they like, Oh, give oh. Er- earnest art world advice Ooh, no. where they're like, we're talking about marketing yourself today oh, fuck and they no. do, and they do whole podcasts about it. Um, I don't know. I don't have much to say about it other than I thought it was awful and that I always think our show is nice. so terrible. It be nice. They're, li- they're, they're liking and subscribing. So Maybe. Just, yeah, just but hush. look, I always think our show is fucking awful because it objectively is. But no. I'll tell you right now, Green and Lewis is the superior podcast. I think I think we've cornered this market uh, for just inane uh, bullshittery. I mean. And we don't try as hard as other people. No. Which makes us better than that. <laughs> God. <laughs> I feel like we shouldn't do, use this Yeah, part, you got They probably that. do listen I to mean, this. I mean, do you remember Try Harder Pants? Well, Try Less Harder Pants is our... You're basically just reviving East Coast, West Coast, like Bloods v. Crips in uh, Slacker Art Worlddom. They have a fun banter, but it's like, you guys, don't try that hard. Just go to Olive Garden or get drunk with your friends. It is a superior product, I promise you. Ah. <sighs> Wow. I mean, I also don't understand actual... I listened to uh, an Ernest podcast. It was about uh, German fascist architecture. But I was like... it was in, yes. Will's listening to Stormfront podcast. No. It was about uh, Germania, which was like... They wanted to build this, like, basically... Uh, what's that sphere in Disneyland? Epcot Center. Yeah, they wanted to have like German Epcot before Epcot existed. Yeah, yeah, in that um in that German language movie Downfall. Do you remember a while back I watched that movie and I was evangelizing it to you? No. It's a movie about like the last days of the Third Reich, like what happens in the bunker. Uh, I watched it. In the last like 7 days of the war. I watched it with you. Well, they show that really prominently because the I forget his name, but the the primary architect for the Third Reich was like in the inner circle with Hitler, mm-hmm. so he had this like table-sized he... model of what you're describing here, which was going to be the sort of neoclassical, like fascist Epcot mm. that Berlin was going to become. Yeah, yeah. Well, that there's this, this some park that starts with a T. Um, obviously, I listened very closely to this show. Um, that now is just like houses refuge- refugees in one corner of the park, and like has like all people from all over the world so it's like fully anti-germania like where it's like this is actually like global and nice for people the germans typically guilty are repurposing their fascist past for a glorious multicultural future yes um there was sarcasm in that but i we're gonna move on um oh there was wasn't oh but uh that guy lied at the hague and got away with it because he didn't he just got sentenced to like exile in his the new york times called it a modest country home it's a fucking palace oh i'm sure yeah in bavaria somewhere yeah. i bet yeah like they're like oh it's a small cottage his father built oh no it's a fucking mansion it's a straight up like like versailles style uh-huh. palace yeah, yeah. I saw, I, when i went to bavaria i saw some of these that were oh yeah because they're like the fallout from um the holy roman empire when germany was just like a series of tiny states like all of those little castle principalities had like these amazing estates that still survive Mm -hmm. and and, you know if you're some sort of aristocrat even a third reich one i'm sure you just get handed one of these like palatial mansions he probably knew where all the big palaces were and like just was like no one's gonna find me here taking it off the map like right because he could yeah 
but so the, you're talking about the primary architect, yeah, the he, same guy I'm no, talking yeah, about from he, the movie. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he lied to the Hague and was like, I never knew. I didn't know at all. And he's like, oh, no, I was fully there. That's like, interesting. In the 70s, he was interviewed and he's like, oh, no, I fully knew everything. Oh, sure. I mean, it, average German citizens also. Oh, no, they found a letter in 2007, like 30 years after he died. He's like, I was fully there for all that shit. Yeah, I don't think there's a statute of limitations on like a trial at the Hague, so he probably did have to plead ignorance until he died, or you know, only express his true knowledge privately in to a his family leather, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. yeah, that's interesting. You know, I never, I've never done any as much research as I've done on you know Nazi Germany. I've never really looked into this architect guy, but that does kind of make sense. I mean, like as an estate rather than like a military officer you do kind of have the plausible deniability of like if you say you didn't know how can they really how can they really prove that you weren't in command of any units you didn't do and if your plans were not you know and your plans were not executed and even if they were if they didn't like involve uh slave labor from the camps or something like oh it definitely did they would have but yeah. like th- th- that didn't happen like you're completely off the hook yeah mm. well yeah he he escaped uh basically getting shot or hanged at the Hague. Yeah. Hanging at the Hague. Uh, so, yeah, it's it was... Uh, hanging at the Hague is a great Beach Boys song. We're just hanging. Um, hanging at the Hague. It's like a jingle now. Yeah. Hi, are you convicted of war crimes? Hanging at the Hague. Have you uh, got some blood diamond blood on your hand? Hanging at the Hague. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, Would you rather not hang and just bite a poison capsule like Herman Goering? Okay. That's also a possible option. Cyanide in a bunker. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Killing all your children. Okay. Um, <laughs> this got I'm really happy that this we got, got to talk got about got Nazi Germany for once. Dark. This is my favorite well, episode it's, of this it's, podcast. It's, uh, it was a podcast about like failed utopias. and while That's that was a cool like, premise, honestly. Yeah, yeah, it's just very NPR and it just to circle back the NPRness of it it was so earnest and like oh it's outrageous that he got away with it. i'm like no it's just it's war people lie and do bad shit why are you surprised that someone in the third reich fucking lied right and got away with Whoa. it oh wow Ooh. yeah yeah i know there was a guy living in fucking ohio for 50 goddamn years right, until right. he was extricate extradited extradited yeah yeah what was his name? Demyanyuk. Yeah, shouts out Demyanyuk, our favorite Ukrainian oh, Nazi. Boy. Official uh, Ukrainian Nazi of Green and no, Lewis. No, no, <laughs> no. Well, my friend Stephanie. Well, you know, I, my friend Stephanie, her name is spelled almost the way that that sounds. Really? Yeah. And people would be like, you know, you know, she tutored a bunch of very rich, very famous Jewish children. And they were like, are you? And she's like, no, 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 spelled differently. Oh, wow. And I am not of those people. Well, you know, I knew somebody that knew him um, because there was a lot of Ukrainian people um, where I grew up. Yeah, and Ohio is just Eastern Bloc West. The, Ohio is uh, Sopranos-style Italian-Americans, uh, Ukrainians, and Slavs, and a lot of black people. That's pretty much it. You could You could classify the entire city by those four ethnic groups, I think. This tracks. Yeah. I mean... And there's a little bit of Jews... And there's a yeah. little bit of Asians, not many. Less than one percent of both, but but every everybody else is Black, Slavic, Ukrainian, or Italian. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. So anyway, I knew a guy that knew Damianyuk and knew like the. I shouldn't say knew him, but but had like been in the same room with him and like oh. knew the circle around him. And I remember getting in really fierce arguments with him because when that was all going down, I was like, 
fuck that guy. Like, he worked at a concentration camp. Like, I get that he was Ukrainian and the Nazis, like, came rolling through. Yeah. And I get that he had no choice but to enlist with them. But, like, when you're in the... When you're in a concentration camp and you're faced with that, like you do kind of have a moral responsibility to abscond and like desert or something, like get the fuck out of there. And, you know, I I think I can see the other side of it. Like, I think to the Ukrainian community, they were like, look, like it was either Soviet Russia or it was the Nazis. Like he had no choice. Like, how can you hold that against somebody under those conditions? And I, you know what? Kind of. Yeah. I mean, or just it's go- really easy from a privileged like peacetime position to say like you should get the fuck out of there and like yeah. risk death, but like I don't know, you're just following orders. It's not like a great defense, but it is one. It's bad. The same defense that's happening, yeah. In the U.S. Mexico border, where pe- people are like, well, we're just doing what we're told, and it's like, but there are those like ICE agents who are like, we fucking love this. No, I know. There's and plenty. Like, whoa, whoa, there's whoa, whoa, plenty whoa, whoa, of ICE whoa. agents and people in the military that are like you know, wearing Punisher stickers and Excuse? reveling in it. Oh, yeah. yeah. I did see that on, like, a former, like, Marine, like, backpack guy in the subway. He had, like, a little Punisher thing, and I was like, <gasps> Yeah, oh, no. law, law enforcement and the military really take to the Punisher. I don't, I like don't think they really understand the irony what? of yeah, the I'm character. Like, the, but... Yeah, I was thinking about that. I was like, you you, you read any of those? You, you saw, you know? But, yeah, no, I know. I, I all, all I was trying to say was, like, that's... It's a sticky situation no matter how you slice it. He should have just pulled the sound of music and gone over the Alps like everybody else. Right. My people tried it. They didn't get very far. They got a little far. Well, I think your people did all right. Some of them anyway. They got out. There were cells of resistance in Czechoslovakia and Those Yugoslavia. Those are my people. You're Slovenian. I mean, you're just caught in the middle of the two yeah, larger it's... powers. Nobody cares about Slovenia. Yeah, we got a The best thing you ever produced was Slavoj Žižek, and he's canceled, so... He got canceled? He got canceled a long time ago. You know, he used to write for, like, The Guardian and, like, big publications, and then he said some um, critical things of PC culture, and they were like, nope, you're done. Oh, really? So he doesn't get to write for anybody anymore. Except books that make him money and speaking yeah. appearances that make him Well, yeah, because he's smart and people still like him. Smart people still like him. Dinglings, I don't know. Like, this guy makes sometimes unintelligible essays. Let's have him write for The Guardian, shall we? I don't know. Well, back in 2007, it, you know. Anyway, this has been In Defense of Slavoj Žižek by Christopher Campercioli. Mm. Um, nah, we're going to cut that part out. Uh, I, I really want to talk more about the Nazi thing. Was, I this was good. It was only like 30, it was a 30-minute podcast. Yeah. Um, it was informative, but I was like, I don't want to learn in my brain. I want to like, I want the friendship simulator, God damn it. Right, I know. that. That's the thing about those podcasts is like, or a lot of media right now, is that the information in it is really good and really juicy, but the like fake shock of yeah. pretending like it's so scandalous is what I can't abide. Yeah. So even though I like the information, I don't I don't like the editorializing. Yeah. And it makes NPR uh an information style podcast really hard to put up with. Yeah, I I mean it's an easy way to get information because you don't have to think and you don't have to read. You're just like, ooh, someone's telling me stuff. Cool. Like that's how I learn most of the time. You just tell me things. I'm like, oh didn't read that. Okay, yeah, great. Yeah read apple news well yeah i know that that's why more and more i don't listen to i don't listen to very many news oriented things Mm. i used to but i don't anymore because i prefer to just read it from all the different sources myself and then like form an opinion because i cannot get past the like veneer of messaging that rather than just communicate to you what you need to know on a factual level there's always an agenda well 
I mean, I I have really as as much as people are gonna hate this. Like, I have really been red pilled to the idea that the mainstream media like why are you taking all these pills that. You know, you gotta, you gotta take all the pills, you got, you man. The red, red pill, pills, the black pill, blue dick pills, the blue dick pills, um, um, the gray pills. I don't even know what's in those. Oh, I thought that was lysine. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thanks for bringing up my skin conditions <laughs> on the podcast. Um, um, I don't even know anymore. Yeah, I don't know. I don't even know what we're talking about. I feel like we should do ten more minutes just for a little insurance because I feel like this episode's really little, bad, little and I'm bumpy. gonna and I'm gonna yeah. have to like little work a bumpy. lot of magic on the other end. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is other, there is there anything else that's on your mind? What other sound effects can we plug into the episode? Well, whatever happened to you buying an iPad? Remember we talked about yeah, that. You were gonna buy an iPad because you wanted to morning DJ this shit up, and I was all for it, but you never do you think did it. The big phone can do it. No, you should get an iPad. I don't want an iPad, though. I'm not going to use it. Well, except it's for, this. for the podcast, man. You have to invest in this a little bit. I'm investing my time. <laughs> no. Kidding. Hold on. Do I have... What is this? Yeah, I can look I'm, at my I'm list. Looking, I'm, I don't see. really have a list. I have screenshots. Um, riveting audio. Purely riveting. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really... Oh, remember we were talking about ketamine briefly with Ulrika when we were talking about Joe Rogan? Yes. Um, and how, like... Because I don't know st- stuff about drugs. You do a little bit of ketamine and it gets rid of your depression. Mm-hmm. Did you see that Trump ordered, like, a massive amount of ketamine? Or rather, he ordered the VA to order a massive amount of ketamine? I don't know if they actually did that. How do you order ketamine? Well, there's a nasal spray now. Oh, yeah, that's been around for... That is a ketamine nasal spray. Brought to you by Elon Musk or something? Like I what? don't know. Yeah, it's like iKetamine or something. It actually does have a name like that. Oh boy. I think the I think the brand name is Esprit or something like that, but the um, chemical name is like E-Ketamine or iKetamine, and it's a nasal spray of ketamine that apparently gets rid of your depression. And Donald Trump was like, "Hey, we should get a lot of that for the veterans." Oh no! You so know. all these vets are going to be in K holes. Yeah. Speaking of the mainstream media, they never report on the good things he does. <laughs> that was evil how dare you how dare you shut that (laughs) shit down i mean no i thought you told me about that like months ago that now there's like nasal spray ketamine i just became aware of it uh post our conversation about it i mean i knew that ketamine was like a depression treatment but i didn't know there was a nasal spray that seems crazy i don't but also pretty cool i mean like it's like you get to do coke and ketamine at the same time it's not nasal granules it's like a flonase for sad oh i was really hoping that it was like sand <laughs> here's your bag <laughs> of uh <laughs> nose ketamine yeah um no i mean how many bloody noses is that gonna erupt in i mean like i don't know well i just really wonder what it's like i mean if it's a nasal spray it's gonna be hitting you pretty fast oh yeah like oh feel sad oh never mind I feel like I could really use this. It would really improve my relationships in my life. It would help me tamp down my emotions, stop crying at movies, uh, stop abusing my friends at every turn. I don't think that's how it works. And just feel better. Yes, that is how it works. That's definitely how it works. I think you actually have to do self-work. You can't just do a nasal spray and then fix all of those things. No, no. The nasal spray is why it works. No. Donald Trump is doing it for our troops. That means it works. Are you enlisting then so you can get some I would, VA benefits? I would absolutely go to Iran and slaughter some children if they would give me ketamine. Oh, my God. Well, they give them. They actually do give them Coke or cheap speed. Well, that was the Nazis. Back to them. They used to give their troops amphetamine. No, people in the U.S. Army did that all the time. Uh, like illicitly or they would give it to them? 
give it to them. Like Vietnam, they'd be like, here's your uppers. Oh, yeah. Because you have to be up all night because you never know when Viet Cong's going to pop up. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Charlie in the black pajamas, he's he can come out of the woods at any time. Who? They would also call the Vietnamese Charlie. In black pajamas? Yeah, the man in the black pajamas, dude. Is this a children's book about war? No, Charlie it's a racist in interpretation the, oh. of the Asian people in the jungle. Oh. <laughs> I mean, someone probably will write a children's story. Like, we're in that level of irony age where it'll be like, <laughs> good night, moon looking, and then it's just like, good night, Charlie. Wait, what? Huh? <laughs> and it just turns. Someone illustrate this. Someone. Good night, Charlie. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. This is really uncharacteristic for you. You've gone into a dark place. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. Good night, fear monster. Good night, anxiety. <laughs> anxiety thing. Anxiety thing. I don't have words. And then he just... Uh, Good night, sleep paralysis. Shoots demon. a little yep. ketamine up his nose and the yep. next page is black. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So merch coming soon. Um, <laughs> oh, should we make stickers, by the way? I was why? looking at this earlier today. Making stickers is really cheap. And one of the things that I'm stealing from our competitor was that they offered that as like just sort of a fun little thing that people it, won't tip us on venmo They're not well they can stickers. tip us on venmo and we can make a dollar off the sticker or whatever do we have to set up a store no i don't really want to go through all that effort can't you people just venmo us for like a dollar more than what it costs and we'll just mail it to them that's what i'm saying yeah oh, that's, that's oh. how you make the money oh okay yeah yeah we could do that i think it would be fun i don't think anybody would want one and even if they did, we would make like a grand total of $12. I know. <laughs> we'll have 500 You know what? But at least that would finance the wine for the podcast. For months. That, you know, I've been trying to be more money conscious lately. That would get one thing oh, off Oh, yeah. My do you plate. want to talk about your adult realizations? No, not really. I think it's okay if this episode is well, over, actually. Well, no, you can vote. We'll take a vote of the audience. Email in. Call in. You have her phone numbers, most listeners. You know what I did notice listening back to our last couple episodes in the edit was that you and I both always refer to the listeners as viewers <laughs> we always say we I, I said we have some viewer mail or you always oh. say like oh you viewers out there should we just do a twitch stream from now on no. i feel like we should just transition this does anyone want to see this we should really get the gen z audience in on this we'll we'll do a tiktok oh fuck no uh, account and twitch you called me charlie from rugrats when i woke up no one wants to watch this mm, yeah you're the man in the black pajamas now what Charlie, Charlie from Rugrats. Oh, okay. He's I don't a think Charlie though. is a character on Rugrats. You're thinking of Chucky. Chucky. Yeah. Charlie. I called him Charlie. Fuck. Chucky bit my finger. <laughs> oh boy. Can we just cut cut in the scene of like Chucky the doll biting the woman from Seventh Heaven? <laughs> <laughs> you know, Osama bin Laden had the Charlie bit my finger video on his computer when they raided his compound. I mean, it was a viral video. I know. Isn't that terrifying, though, that like even even Osama was watching Charlie bit my finger and laughing at I it? I mean, yeah, that makes sense. It's not terrifying. The internet works that way. Mm -hmm. It's available for everyone, including people who, you know, do some things that are bad. Green and Lewis, episode 10, available now for the Mujahideen okay. in well, their caves. You never know. I mean, I would love for someone from Dubai to listen to this podcast and fly us out to do a special, very special episode. Oh, that would be great. Can be I drive sick. a car between two skyscrapers? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, probably. We can watch the Guggenheim over there being built by mm -hmm. slave labor um, and then go, oh, my God. Yeah, that's a new like destination. You can go to Dubai on a 
uh, cruise. Cool. You can take a Mediterranean cruise and then take a and pit then they stop cut in Dubai. they cut down the Suez Canal and they just stop you in Dubai. They like I don't know it's some sort of day trip and then you just boop. In Dubai, they have a, an artificial island chain that looks like a world map. What? From an aerial perspective, it looks like a map of the globe. Each island is a continent. What? I think that's pretty fucking cool. They earth moved to oh, make yeah. globe? Yeah, yeah. I want to go on top of that really tall building, Wiz Khalifa or whatever. That's a rapper. <laughs> douche canoe. Oh, the really the giant one? Yeah, that's yeah. That's too tall? Like, yeah. the, like that The Rock movie, Skyscraper. No, I would be so fucking terrified. I'd be like, no. I think there's a glass floored um, observation deck. Fuck no. Yeah. No, because no then how are you going to like jump off of that when your child is kidnapped and you have to shoot unnamed guy? Mm-hmm. I wonder if anybody's committed suicide off that building yet. Oh, boy. I'm sure it has taller, you know, guardrails than the Tate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, was that too dark? R.I.P. That little boy that's no, still he's alive. still alive. Yeah, he's still alive. Because <laughs> children, they bounce. They don't have hard bones. Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. They're like cartilage. They're bags of cartilage. Mm-hmm. This is what I think of. Yeah, children. I mean, he, I mean, he only broke his back, both legs and an arm, but yeah, he'll, he'll grow be up to fine. be you. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm fine. Yeah. You know, I definitely don't suppress Relative. my emotions. <laughs> Relatively fine. Yeah, yeah. His near death experience uh, won't influence him for the rest of his life in a completely negative way. You trapping roll- him in a prison of his own repressed emotions. I'm sure that won't happen to this you kid. You rolled down a mountain, you're fine. Okay, yeah, I guess I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, On that note, um, yeah, we listen, should end this episode. Now. Listen, we gotta subscribe. Go um, I don't know, do other things. Call in, tell us uh, if we should. Yeah, we're thinking about making stickers. If you would actually be interested in that, let us know. Would text one of us. If we get enough of a response, which. By that I mean like ten one people. One person? No, oh. I want to set the threshold kind of high because I don't. Re- I don't really. We work enough on this fucking thing. I don't really want to yeah. do any extra work. But if you guys think that would be fun, uh, let us know and I maybe would we'll like do it. Insider joke tote bags. That's very expensive. Is it? Yeah. Just buying blank tote bags for a dollar and then just screen printing. I'll screen print. See, audience, Will doesn't really um, think about these things. How much can a tote bag cost? He just shows up $10? for an hour in a week, and I do all the back end work on this podcast. Yeah, you can mail so... it out. I'll screen print it, but you can mail it out. No, I don't want to do any extra work. So if you're really interested in tote bags, uh, um, 200 people need to get in touch with us, and then we'll do tote bags. We but... don't have that many listeners. We do? <gasps> wow. Um, But I don't know. This has gone on too long. We should stop. Now. Okay, great. Okay. Bye. End of episode. Bye. Bye. <laughs>